freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Welcome, Larry. Not just ISS, which is uh, Studio Services Prop. Independent Studio Services. Thank biggest you. Biggest prop house in the world. Thank you. But you are also the co-host of Hollywood Weapons. Season four coming up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we finished filming season four. Uh, we were going to release it uh, January kind of, uh, maybe in conjunction with the SHOT Show here, uh, but it got pushed a little bit till further in the year for, I'm sure, a better rating spot or something sure. like that. Uh, but season four is just gonna be off the hook. It, it takes everything we've done in season one, two, and three and just puts it, puts it to shame, to be honest with you. So definitely keep an eye out for that uh, third quarter. It'll be premiering then. And then season three has just become available on uh, Amazon Prime, right? So for all of our international viewers that never get to see it on Outdoor Channel, uh, they're, they're able to see that now, and that's pretty cool as well. That is very cool. and. We were uh, at the Cody Firearms Museum in Cody, Wyoming, and we're walking around the aisles, and I'm hearing this voice, two voices. <laughs> this sounded really familiar to me, and I was like, what? What is that I hear? So they have a whole new section. They've completely redesigned the museum, and there's this whole section on how firearms intersect with culture. Yep. And the voices I was hearing were you and your co-host because they're playing Hollywood weapons in this world-famous museum. Yeah, it was really, really uh, humbling, actually. Uh, Ashley Lebinsky, who's the, the curator there, who's done an absolutely phenomenal job of revamping the museum, uh, they created kind of an educational center, you know, uh, educational component, I should say, to it. Part of it interacting with, you know, pop culture, pop, part of it more educational, and uh, she, you know, honored us with using a clip from our show uh, to show in a very educational way part of, of what we do and, you know, firearms culture and, and television and how it interacts. And um, it's just, it blows me away that, you know, we're, we're, we're in a museum and of all places, the Cody Firearms Museum, because that's, you know, that's like the Super Bowl, right? And um, the fact that people are, not only did they want it in the museum from the museum point of view, but people who go to the museum, I'm getting texts and emails all over the place from people I've never heard from before because they're like, we love your show. And we just, we were at Cody and we saw this, you know, the film clip going and everything. And it, it's just, it's really, really great. The response from viewers has been phenomenal. And we're just so thankful for that. Well, it really is, uh, I think, a testament to the, I'm gonna say important work that you're doing on Hollywood Weapons because of course it is highly entertaining. I mean- For sure, that's what it is. You're the straight man. <laughs> Your co-host is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, the costuming 
is hilarious. And um, I'll let you describe to folks exactly, you know, what you're doing, like, like taking movie scenes and that sort of thing. But it's highly important work because you're drawing us in with the uh, the entertainment and the movie segment of it. But then you, you're really teaching us a lot about safety, right? What guns do, what they don't do, right? How much is just fantasy of Hollywood? I think that's really important. It is. You know, the the my day job is I work in, in the entertainment industry as like what we call an on-set armorer or a motion picture armor uh, where we're responsible for safety and of course we do the mechanics of converting guns to blanks and and different things like that and the main reason that i actually agreed to be on the show because you know honestly i'm not a very social person i i, I don't like having my picture taken at all my wife will contest to that well, ignore um, the camera but, yeah the, right the only reason that i agreed to do it was because i i felt it would shine a spotlight on the craft of the onset armor. Most people don't even know a position like that exists. And then the other part was it was a show in a major network that showed gun ownership and um, activity with firearms in a positive light. And we were very, very fortunate that Terry and I, uh, you know, him, Terry Shepard being a former Special Forces guy, I've had some military experience myself. We kind of you know, clicked really and, and had a good uh, chemistry. And that's one of the biggest uh, comments we get about the show is this really good chemistry on camera. And, and you're right, we're, we're having fun and it is very entertaining. I mean, sometimes I can't keep a straight face with some of the stuff that, that Terry does is so good at it. Um, and he becomes the characters of each different episode because he's an actor himself, uh, you know, he, he has that talent. Um, but the educational part for me is really where, you know, I, I like the show going in that direction. But you threw me off, Larry. You said it was work? You mean this, <laughs> is, a, this is a job? You get paid for doing this? So, you know what? Well, I didn't say I got paid for oh, doing yeah. it. I said it was work, right? <laughs> you, go, you, you know, the thing is, and this is maybe something that people don't, you know, pick up on when you're watching a television show. For 22 minutes of content on air, you know, we work for days and days and days. There's so much involved. And you can see some of that on the behind the scenes parts of, of Hollywood Weapons, how much goes into the prep, how much goes into the planning, the safety for me, of course, is the most, you know, kind of, you know, hair curdling kind of um, situation because I'm responsible for the safety. I help them write the different challenges. Uh, Dan Ram, who's our writer, is a fantastic writer, but he's not always that knowledgeable about the technical end of the firearms part. So I, I help with that. Then I've got my lines. Yeah. I know it's reality, but we do have kind of a direction we go in. Or I should say, we have a direction that they write, and then me and Terry just leave that by the wayside, and we go <laughs> in our own direction. And live your way um, through it. But it is. It is work because... Um, you, you want to put out a product that looks good. At the end of the day, it is still entertainment. Um, and the quality of the film work, you know, um, our camera crews, our director of photography, uh, our director, you know, John Carter does wonderful stuff. He's done many award-winning, you know, docu documentaries in the past and everything. We're very fortunate to have him. And the whole crew very much puts all their heart and soul into it. Um, I think because they're all firearms enthusiasts, and um, you, you had mentioned something about it being important work, and I never, I never looked at it that way, but I've had, even here at the SHOT Show, people coming up and going, 
We so enjoy your programs. Everything on the Outdoor Channel, gun stories and shooting gallery and Hollywood weapons. And it's so important what you do. I keep thinking, what is important about it? It's a 22 minute kind of almost a comedy uh, routine. But it, again, it, it spotlights firearms ownership and does it in a positive way, an educational way. And uh, that was one of the things that was eye-opening for me when I, I became involved in you know gun stories and Hollywood weapons and all that. And I think it's a true service that the, the Outdoor Channel and the network is doing to our community um, as far as keeping that you know in, in front of the public eye. When you're teaching people how to be safe with guns without them even knowing you're teaching them how to be safe with guns. Exactly. Plus you're giving them a colorful view of how fun guns can be. It's, you know, again, it's entertainment, it's science, it's education. Uh, the safety part of it is, is that's my kind of, I don't want to use the word pet peeve, but that's my focus in the show. One, because it has to be. And two, because, you know, I know a lot of people um, that unfortunately learn their history from watching television. I'm a bit of a history buff and that kind of angers me because sometimes movies aren't quite historically accurate. So I thought about that. It's like if people are going to be watching this show and they're going to go out and do what they see, they're going to learn about gun safety by what we do on the show, it's kind of like an added responsibility to make sure that what we put out there is, is actually correct. Yeah, and you know, another thing you mentioned too is uh, uh, you're a movie set gun armorer. Mm -hmm. How come I didn't know about that title when I was 18 years old? I mean, that would have been an exciting career to pursue. How, do, how, do, how come people don't know about that? Well, the reason you don't know about it is because we've kind of tried to steer it away from your, uh, <laughs> your, your line of vision because, you know, you'd quit on, you know, this show for sure. Cheryl would be on her own and you'd be out there doing nothing I but that. I appreciate that. that. You yeah, know, yeah. You'd have been um, like, Cheryl but, Boo, I'm gone. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and, but you're right. You know, um, I think... One of the things about the entertainment industry, and uh, I actually kind of see myself as coming from the, the firearms industry. I was in that long before I ever kind of fell into this uh, entertainment industry gig. Um, and when I would go to the movies, even back then, and more so now, I stayed till the end of the movie and I watched the credits. And it's not because, you know, now there's the big thing is to have the after credits scene again. It's because how many hundreds or even thousands of people, you know, missed birthdays, missed anniversaries, put their blood, sweat, and tears into this project and everything, and because they're not the person in front of the camera, nobody knows who they are. And I think that's very unfair because um, the, you know, lead grip or the head electrician or even the transportation captain has just as much to do with the success of the film project as the actors who are front in front of the camera. Um, so it, it is one of those things where people don't know about it. We're trying to change that. I think people should stay and watch the credits. You might read the credits and go, armorer? What the heck position is an armorer, right? I never, you know, on a film? Who, who is this guy? And then they look it up online and they learn that, you know, there's a whole career path that you could take, um, which is kind of a weird, you know, one. Myself, I always tell people that I fell into this by being in the wrong place at the wrong time and having a misspent youth. Um, but the, the reason I say that is because there's no 
uh, learnable career path. There's no college course that you can go take, and as long as you pass that course, you're guaranteed a spot as, an, as a motion picture armorer. So uh, we've wanted to kind of broaden those uh, horizons, the awareness of the work that we do. We need quality people in the film industry. We have a lot of veterans that are coming out of the military now. They have experience with firearms and stuff like that. Not promising anybody a job, but we'd love to hear from you because we need the um, new influx of new blood and new ideas. Uh, Independent Studio Services is, is, like I said, the largest prop house uh, in the world. Pretty much, it's third generation is moving into running this company. It's been around since 1977. It's been built on new blood coming in and, and continuing the tradition that we have here. And we'd like to see that happen with, with our armorers as well. And it's not just California, is it? It is not. You know, the the you know the funny thing about the film industry is everybody thinks of film industry and they say Hollywood. You know, in the United States, film industry began in New York and they kind of ran out to Hollywood to kind of, you know, expand the business. Um, so it's all over. There's a lot of filming going on in New Mexico, a lot of filming going on in Louisiana. Uh, we just bought a brand new building in Georgia, which has a huge amount of production uh, going on. We have uh, new employees there, inventory and things like that. So, and of course we ship worldwide as, as well. Um, I've done a couple projects in Morocco, we've been to the UK and, and things like that. So um, it's not just a Hollywood kind of thing. And it is interesting though that we do still set the standard because there'll be a film crew going, let's say, to Morocco and they'll take the armor and the director and the producer and the director of photography from Hollywood and then they'll hire some local people there to fill out the rest of the crew. But the key positions you know, the gold standard is, is still Hollywood, and uh, we want to keep that standard high. Absolutely. Well, when you talk about, uh, you know, the whole idea of gunsmithing and, and you know, moving into possibly a career in, in, in gunsmithing on set, which is armoring, right, and, and teaching gun safety and how to handle to, it, do you do that part? Do you teach the, the actors and actresses actually how to handle a firearm as an armorer, or is that a different job? So, so actually, the, the gunsmithing part itself, you know, there, there's what we call the front end and the back end at our business. The back end are gunsmiths sitting at the shop. They don't necessarily go out on set. And then we have the on-set armorers that are the ones that once the gun's been converted to shoot blanks and prepped, we'll take it out onto set. And we do, we interact with the talent. Uh, we talk with the director about the scene and how to do what we call gunfight choreography, believe it or not. Because, you know, you got a lot of moving parts. You got cameraman, you got a boom guy who's from the sound department. They gotta be real close to the action. And it might be a little bit dangerous. So the on-set armor is responsible for all, all of that. We, we interact with the technical advisors, we help with the training and, and things like that. So um, yeah, it, it's very interesting. Someone who wants to become a gunsmith, um, I can guarantee you we'll be able to work on stuff at our place that they'll never be able to work on anywhere else. If, if you wanna build a custom rifle and be at a custom rifle shop your entire life, you know, I, I admire that and I think that's great and it is an important part of our industry, 
but in, in our armory, today you're going to be working on brown best flintlock muskets, and tomorrow you're going to be mounting mini guns on Black Hawk helicopter. Oh, and it's very, <laughs> like I said, if we let you in on too many of the secrets, you, you'd be, you know, I you'd know, be gone in a heartbeat. But we did, we, we were fortunate enough to have you out on one of the shows we did uh, earlier in this year. It's getting ready to uh, release some of those episodes here pretty soon on the Outdoor Channel. I'm not going to mention what it was until it, it, it airs, of course. Um, but but you guys were a great resource, very helpful, and of course you're nice people. So we always enjoy having you know some kind of project, whether it's you know the radio show here or actually being able to get out the set. And, it was you know. it was really fun, and as as we said, it's super safe. I I just couldn't believe the over and over of making sure that everything was safe on the set to protect everybody that was around us because they were close. I mean, very close. People were yeah. really close. So. It was, it was a lot of fun. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, and what was a kick for us, you know, we get back to that that history piece of it and, and how much uh, history we think we know just because we watch TV and we watch movies. Uh, some of the items that we're fortunate enough to have at our, our gun shop, AZ Firearms, are true historic yep. firearms. And when you called us and asked about a specific one, uh, it gave us a chance to, you know, kind of like give it some life again. Yep. You'll bring it out into the sunshine and and even just the people on set of all different ages and all different backgrounds and that uh, for them to have a chance to experience this, it's got to pique their interest. It's got to yeah. pique their mind to go, you know, I want to know more about this. We, you know, we joke a lot about, we joke a lot about it at the shop. Um, the entertainment industry can be very stressful. There's a lot of timelines and deadlines and you know, very high stress environments. And of course for us with the firearms, there's a safety issue involved and everything. And, and it can be a little bit repetitive. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes, you know, by, by midweek or, you know, end of the week, you're like, oh, you know, I, you're just trying to go through the motions yes. to get it done. And then we'll have something like maybe uh, a few people come in for a tour of, of ISS and they'll walk around and we kind of see their eyes just, you know, brighten up and they're so enthusiastic and it's so cool and everything. And after they leave, we stop and, and kind of look at each other and go, you know what? We do have a pretty cool job. It is very interesting. We get to meet wonderful people. We get to go to places and do things that, that the average person does not get to do. Uh, give life to historical pieces like, like you mentioned. And I think that is, that's important. And, and it's great when the fact that you guys, you know, you brought that up on your own. This is not scripted, this, you know, <laughs> but you brought that up on your own. And it's great that you saw that yourself because that's kind of what keeps us interested in doing this. Um, like I said, I'm a huge history buff. I love working with these things. I, I prefer the uh, older, more period gun shows anyway, because, you know, the guns that we had out from AZ Firearms, uh, if you're doing a World War One movie or whatever, those guns had a real world history. Yes. And now and they've got a Hollywood history. history because of the different films that they're in. And so that, you know, to me, it's that old saying about, you know, fiction kind of mirrors reality and reality kind of mirrors fiction and everything. It, it just drives home that point because this actor who's, you know, maybe playing a part in a World War One movie, um, when you tell them, well, here's this rifle, this is what you gotta do with it, and uh, they, they invariably, they get kind of into the gun part of it, and they go like, well, if I wanted to buy one of these rifles on my own, you know, after the movie, how could I do that? And you go, well, unfortunately, that's a real World War One 
whatever it is, yeah. you know, and they're very, very rare in working condition, they're hard to come by, you know, it gives them something extra in their, their acting part and everything. Um, and that's what keeps, you know, history alive, you know, at least in my opinion. And then what would you say about this cross-section that we're seeing uh, between firearms and video games? Uh, I'm seeing some positives. I mean, there, there can definitely be the negative because like, okay, shoot them up, shoot them up. Somebody falls down, dead, yeah. stands back up in the next scene. And that's not reality. We don't want kids to only have that um, idea of how firearms interact with the world. But I'm seeing the positive that young kids are coming in our shop in AZ Firearms and they're, they can name yeah. just by sight. They can name what the different guns are. And I can't do that. That's not my gift. We <laughs> right? don't play video games. I don't play video games. Um, but I, I think that that can be a true positive. So, what is your take so on the last that couple of years, just in our entertainment world, you know, the video game industry has become a much bigger part of, of our business. Um, as far as you know, that idea of guys just falling down in the game, getting back again. You know what, video games is not where you're supposed to learn your ethics and your morals and, and, and stuff like that. And you're supposed to learn that in your home from your parents Thank and everything. You. But this is a game, it is entertainment. Um, it's become very, very competitive. The graphics about having the right look to the guns, the sound departments. Recently, we, we were fortunate enough to work on the latest um, Call of Duty uh, game that came out. They won two different awards for the quality of their sound in the game and everything. And it just pushes the bar higher and higher as far as the professionalism and the product that, that gets put out there. And you're right, you know, a lot of people learn things, as we mentioned before, from television, from video games and things like that. Uh, and the reason it's so competitive now is the, the viewing public or the playing public is so much better educated about firearms than they were in the past. We've got a lot of you know young guys and gals that are coming out of the military and they know what an AK-47 sounds like. They know the difference between that and an M4. And so when they play these games and they select what weapon they're gonna use, if it doesn't sound right, or perhaps, you know, uh, taking a 700 yard shot with a handgun yeah. doesn't make much sense. If yeah. you can do that in the game, it's not very realistic. So the whole backstory to all of these games, it, it's very, very important. And the public wants that realism. That's what you're supposed to do, right? You're supposed to play a game or watch a movie to kind of forget about the real world and in a game or entertainment kind of environment, see a different real world, sure. right? We, and some of it's science fiction, not so much with the firearms part of it, but um, we want that experience of being able to play that game like in the real world without the real world effects. Yeah. Well, we are about to wrap up, but um, I just want to touch back on the season four of Hollywood Weapons. Yep. That uh, we're not going to get to start seeing the new uh, episodes until a little later in 2020. July, August, maybe somewhere, somewhere around there. But um, the seasons one, two, and three, like I said, are in reruns. And of course, you can see them now on Amazon Prime. Um, and there, hopefully there'll be some uh, buzz and maybe some surprises on the lead up to nice. uh, season four. Uh, so keep your eyes glued to the Outdoor Channel because that's where, where you'll see it. And of course, I got to say to everyone listening, um, all the viewers are phenomenal. Uh, we love hearing the, the comments, 
uh, your emails and your texts. You know, I apologize in advance if we don't get a chance to answer every single one of them, but we do see them. We take note. A lot of the episodes in season four are episodes that were made because of viewer requests and everything. Uh, write into the Outdoor Channel. Let them know that you you like the show and everything. We do listen. The network listens. So it is a part, uh, an important part of this um, creative process that is television. It's not just us making something and throwing it out there. The viewing public is part of this process. And we really, really, me and Terry, we just love hearing from the public who watch the show and, and the enthusiasm is just unbelievable. Even here at the SHOT Show, I'm walking down the hallways and the aisles and people are coming up to me and they're, hey Larry, I just really loved what you did. And I'm thinking like a thousand miles an hour going like, who is this person? I yes. can't remember their name. Oh please, I don't want to you know, you know, embarrass them or me. And then it's like, oh, these are just fans that, yes. you know, they watch the show, they feel invested in it. They know me yes. and Terry by sight and everything. And it's just such an honor to be involved in something like that and you as well inviting us to come on to these radio spots and everything I look forward to is one of my the highlights of my shot show every year awesome thank you us as well and I love that whole idea of you know everything is like crowdsourced nowadays crowdfunded nowadays and you know the crowd can actually help make sure that one of our favorite shows stays huge, on huge the influence. air yeah. because it never fails. If there's some show or some meal at a restaurant, something that I love, somehow it ends up vanishing. Don't let that happen. Right to the Outdoor Channel. I'm counting on you because I love this show so much. Um, Larry Zanoff, thank you so much. Uh, how can folks reach out? Suppose I'm somebody sitting at home and I'm like, oh, that cool uh, armor thing sounds kind of cool. And I heard a little bit of an invitation. Uh, what do I do with that invitation? Where do, Is there a specific place I should reach out? Yeah, I mean, Independent Studio Services has a website. You know, we got our emails on the website. You're always welcome to send in resumes. Uh, things like that. I, I would discourage you from calling on the phone to yeah. talk about work just because we are trying to run a business sure. and we would get swamped, you know, 24-7 with those calls. But send me an, an email or a resume, uh, a rundown who you are. We can always talk on the phone later on. And if something develops, you know, it develops. One thing to keep in mind, the um, entertainment industry is very much still based on timing. It's got to be the right time. You have to meet the right person. There's the right project that comes up. So I would encourage you to, you know, not give up right away. Sure. I know people who are very successful as, as onset armorers now, and it's taken them years to get into it. But they, it was their passion. They were dedicated. They hung in there and everything, and they they ultimately made it to to where they wanted to be. And you know, keep in mind, it's a very small circle of people sure. that do this. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody wants to get into the NFL, but only a few people wind up being quarterbacks. So, uh, you know, just hang in there, follow your passion, uh, be safe out there, and and hopefully, you know, we can create some opportunities in the future. So there's two resumes that you have to delete immediately. One will have Dan Thompson. How do you know I was already getting ready to I know, I know. And the other one is our gunsmith who was able to come out to gun site that day. Uh, Kyle uh, Levitt, ignore that name. 
Yeah, I, no, don't you, take you, you were both ignore that. Kyle, you're not allowed to, to leave <laughs> you, us. You were both wonderful that day, and, and at the same time, I have blocked both of your <laughs> cell phone numbers from my cell phone because it was like, oh God, it's, it's there it is again. You know, it's like, no, I promise you, don't call me, I'll call you. You know, um, but but you know, but again, that's one of those things where, like I said, a very small circle of people deal with this, not just in the movie part, but in the general firearms world. Uh, it's very odd how the, the, the cream does rise to right. the top. And ultimately, because we've been talking for years about this kind of thing, ultimately these opportunities, they do show up, they do come up, you just gotta hang in there and everything. And then they're just great collaborative, you know, projects. Fantastic. Larry Zana. Thank you so thank much. You so Larry, much. Thank you so much. We really Always appreciate you. Appreciate what you do, and it is important work. Thank you so, so much. Thank you for that. All right, everybody, stick around. There's always lots more coming up on Gun Freedom Radio.